I wasn't aware of being an immigrant and the the emotional charges that came with it until I was in eighth grade. I was about to graduate from my middle school and they needed a baby picture of me and I had a passport with the only baby picture that my parents had of me and I cut that picture out of the passport and I showed it to my teacher and everyone, meaning my classmates, they realized that I had the stamp of a permanent resident. so. I wasn't legal in the country, and I didn't know what that meant. Terms like social security or permanent residency never came up um, when I was at home or at school, so I wasn't really aware of it until eighth grade. But I realized what how important it was to have a social security number. My 10th grade year in high school, um, I went to a scholar institute program, and in order to qualify for scholarships, they needed my social security number, and that's when I asked my parents, and they told me that I didn't have one. Around my junior year, I became homeless because of my sexual orientation, and I was the only homosexual in the family, so it was odd. Just the thought of liking other men was absurd, and my mother was a religious zealot and my father was a male chauvinist and (laughs) homosexuality didn't really exist in religion or a male chauvinist like setting it got physical uh i started realizing that i didn't have to succumb to my parents ways um that i didn't have to live a double life I read books, um, I read Beloved, I read um, uh, The Why Oleander, and, you know, I started, like, identifying myself with, like, these characters who left their homes for, you know, for certain reasons, and I had to run away at some point because... My father was such an aggressive, physical man that he was so aggressive to the point where I my life was in danger, basically. And um, although I was undocumented and I really couldn't go far or do much because they instilled a fear in me that if immigration caught me, that I would be deported back to my country. So my actions were very limited and you know luckily i i had friends that allowed me to stay with them um and they didn't really hesitate taking me in because they saw bruises and you know other injuries on me that that compelled them to to help me i was completely scared because i didn't know that I was not wanted in the United States, that I was undocumented, that I didn't have a right. And um, being told that I was going to be sent back to a country that I didn't acknowledge as my own because I wasn't raised there, 
when I could no longer reside with my friends for fear that of telling them that I was undocumented, I had to live in homeless shelters. So I lived in the Covenant House for a very short amount of time. And that was uh, very traumatizing because there were other homeless that were different, that didn't have any interest in reading books, that didn't want to go to school, that college, whenever they heard the word college, it meant nothing to them. And, you know, teens that were angry and upset with, with their parents and and not having a job and not having a, a place to stay and having to share a bedroom with 23 others. And, you know, um, being so restricted, you know, to to behave a certain way. And, you know, because if you didn't follow the rules, you were kicked out and you were in the streets and nobody wanted to be in the streets. I didn't like that living situation. So I looked for other shelters and that's when I called one of my high school mentors. I was in a program called Pathways to College and it's a program for, it's like a pre-college program for students who are located in urban settings and don't have much resources and that could use the guidance of someone who knows about college and someone that can encourage you and push you to apply to institutions like the one that I'm in and other institutions that uh, provide full financial aid regardless of you know whether you're legal or whether you can afford to to attend that school I called my mentor and she had a network of people that were interested in helping me all of a sudden people just started contributing to like the the rent expenses at the YMCA and I had my own room um I had a side job with pathways to college and they tried their very best to help me although their commitment was to help me until I graduated high school and here I was two years after high school and they were still helping me a guidance counselor from my school couldn't believe the situation that I was in and when they looked at my transcript there was a social security number and it just so happens that every student whether they're documented or not they they have a, a bogus uh, social security number so they verify whether it was my social security number and it wasn't so she did so much research and she looked into Catholic charities in Trenton, New Jersey, and um, they offered to help me at, at no cost. And that's how I found out about VAWA and how I could apply for, for a green card. It was very difficult because they needed evidence of the domestic uh, violence acts, you know, from individuals that saw my parents' um, hurting me at some point so I needed at least five uh, letters um, and the most important one was from my sister because 
she she grew up with me and she saw too much of it too much of the violence and um they really needed her testimony i told my sister that she had to try her best to remember what happened that night and she couldn't do it she said that she could never talk about what happened that night and then i saw it in her eyes she she was thinking about it and then i started thinking about it and i remember coming back home from barringer high school with a gay bracelet and my mother seeing me go into my room when i came back out of my bedroom my mom saw my wrist and asked me if she could pray for me and i got nervous i hesitated to move forward and to allow my mom to pray for me but she just said come my son i i just want to pray for you i closed my eyes and i feel my mother's arm around me and she started praying the hail mary in spanish santa maria madre de dios Santa Maria, Madre de Dios. Santa Maria, Madre de Dios, ruega por ella y nosotros los pecadores. And then all of a sudden, I felt olive oil dripping down from my forehead to my shirt. And I told my mom, Mom, please, please, Mom, I'm your son. Didn't do this to me, please. And she said, You are not my son, and you are not gay. And if you are gay, then this is what's going to happen to you. And then all of a sudden, my mother turned to the stove. She turned the stove on, lit a piece of paper on fire, and threw it on me. And then I yelled, Johnny, I'm on fire! Johnny, please help me, I'm on fire! And then all of a sudden, my sister just pushes me and slaps my mother and tells her, You are not God, and you are not a good mother. Who do you think you are trying to take the life of your own child? And then all of a sudden, my sister turned to a cabinet. She took out a knife, and then she ripped my shirt open. And I free myself from the fire. She thought about it. I thought about it. And I told her that she had to do it, that this was the only way that I was going to become legal. And she said, why don't you just marry a woman? And I said, what kind of man would marry a woman, being gay, and lie to her in the most important night of her life? And she said, you're right, I have to sign this.